0: And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Two Back Set Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the college football playoff. The four teams have been selected. One team got left out rather notably. And we're going to talk about that, talk about the matchups a little bit before the uh, two actual semis that will be played, because, of course, Fusion's Longhorns are in. Before that, that's Patrick, a.k.a. Mr. Fusion.
1: Greetings and salutations, football fans. A hell of a weekend of... Uh, championship football well for most of you not for me because i'm
0: thomas aka mr warburg and i'm a hawkeye fan i didn't expect it would be close and it was actually closer than i hoped
1: yeah
0: the rest certainly didn't help make it great but we were going to lose regardless want to get that out of the way yeah but missing the deacon hill him getting thrown to the ground like a sack of potatoes that would get somebody suspended in the nfl missing that completely changed the game because that would have been three three most likely with a made field goal, because that's right before the fumble happened, I think, in yeah. on the 30. So that would have changed the game. Um, and then, of course, the fumble wasn't a, wasn't a fumble. Was it recovered? Was it not recovered? Right. Not the first time I always had review go completely wrongly against them. Like the whole spirit of review being broken mm. by right. making a decision and, and reversing it in review. But still, we were going to lose no matter what, couldn't move the ball to save our lives. And it's thankfully the last meaningful game Brian Ferentz will ever coach at the University of Iowa. But that was championship weekend. That's in the books. This morning, we saw our first, our final four teams for the college football playoff for the final four team year. And predictably, they decided 13 0 doesn't matter. Right. So, Fusion, first off and foremost, we'll start with the positive. Your Texas Longhorns are in at the number three seed. Yes. And by virtue of, michigan selecting the rose bowl you're going to be playing in new orleans yep the Sugar which, bowl, is which is a great far shorter travel yep and you have stated on this show that you do plan to go to the title game would they win and get to the title game would That's you correct. plan to go to the semi
1: no it just logistically speaking you know from houston to new orleans is about a six hour drive for me from austin you're talking about almost nine plus hours and yeah. As much as I dig New Orleans, I'm, let me correct myself, New Orleans, as much as I, I dig dig the big easy man, I, I would sit this one out. And honestly, I, when I look at that matchup, it's going to be a hell of a game, but I think that is a very favorable matchup for Texas. I really do. Washington, I really do. Now, there's a lot to overcome because they're facing probably the best quarterback they, they're they they're going to face all season, Michael Penix Jr. Yes. At this point. I think the best I offense think, they're going to face. Yeah, and they have three really big, high-quality, potentially first-round wide receivers. Um, their running game, as piecemealed as it was, uh, Johnson almost ran for a thousand yards this season. The one thing is, is when I think about this, though, it's in football. It's one in the trenches, and I gotta pick. I got, I gotta side with the Longhorns. I think that their front seven defensively and their offensive line, which is so stacked, uh, really, really. Like they have the advantage against Washington there. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start with this matchup before we get into the
0: travesty at the end. Just for anyone watching this at the beginning, we're going to get into our gripes with the inconsistencies of the playoff system at the end of the episode. We'll start with the actual matchups to be played. So calm down, Warburg. I see it differently. We're going, we're going two, three for the matchup. But the the order went Michigan one, Washington two, Texas three, Alabama four, and then Florida State at the five. And I believe it was Georgia six, right? Yeah. Georgia, Georgia six. six.
1: Now, can I ask this? Why the hell do they have to pick a five and a six? What's the point of that?
0: It's what is the point? It helps that? the, uh, helps the orange bowl. Well, I mean, I'm, new, I'm talking isn't about the new Year's six guys. Also the ones that run the playoff committee.
1: Uh, I believe are they? Because are it's they? the bowl systems
0: know. in the playoff committee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's so, some tie in there.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't know. For me, it just feels a little kind of like a slap in the face, particularly this season. Like this season in particular, being labeled number five is a big slap in the face. Mm-hmm. You know it really is. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, man, I Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, which is we can talk about the controversy yeah. at number four. But it'll be great games. Really, but yeah,
0: you you gotta. There will be a conversation to have later in the episode, but we'll focus again on the two three mm-hmm. because I think it's the most interesting sure. matchup. Sure, because sure. I think you and I have a different take on this. I okay. see this game being more like in the Iowa State game. In that their quarterback was the difference maker. Iowa State was for their team, Washington's sure. the kind of same thing, but Washington has significantly better weapons. Sure. Right? Like a massive yeah. upgrade. And right. they right. can quick game you to death. Washington can do the same thing. That neutralizes your defensive pressure up the middle. Okay. And because Penix, Penix can get out of the out of the tackle box because he's sure. a rather mobile quarterback. That is a right. way to very quickly neutralize a up the middle and I think they have two, two great edge rushers too, but those yep. defensive tackles are, I mean, they are insane up the middle. So you, you move the box, go to your short mid game. And then once they start cheating up to cover that, then you go over the top. I think, yep. I think Washington can do that. It'll just be how well does that get defended on the back end by Texas? Sure. They haven't had to defend that realistically pretty much all year. Even, and then the Oklahoma, and they lost that game. Point. Right. You know, right. like, this This is stylistically, I think, maybe the worst case scenario for them because Washington has that in their arsenal. Alabama okay. and, you know, Alabama only really went deep on them after the game was already kind of at hand mm-hmm. in the second half in that game. And then, but Milro has gotten better, I'll I'll definitely say. And Michigan definitely, I don't think they have that in their arsenal i don't think they could win a shootout washington no, absolutely can. can
1: no because the last three weeks last four weeks jj mccarthy hasn't looked like he did the first few weeks of the season and when the, he played a weaker I, schedule against
0: iowa he threw the only deep like two or three times and they were right. not good throws
1: they're not good throws no like when he was when they were lucky when they in were, iowa when they were mashing people to start the season off against you know lower lower quality opponents they were able to take the lid off because they were lower quality opponents on the defensive side. You're talking about Alabama who is like this was a year going into it that everyone said this isn't Alabama's best defense. They don't have a, a lot of quality skill players on the offensive side of the football. But Nick Saban after that Texas loss found a way to make things be Alabama again. Where I see this game like that Alabama Michigan game, it could be really ugly for for Michigan in my opinion. And that's why if you saw that video they grunted when they got that pick. They wanted Florida State because they knew, like, hey, without without Jordan Travis, like, hey, we watched them last night. Their defense is very athletic. They're very fast. We got that covered. We can beat Florida State, right? They all groaned collectively in that in that in that conference room when they announced that it was Alabama they were facing. And the the reason why is because they know that's gonna be a, a big challenge for Michigan.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um But for the I will say
1: this I I will say this about real quick about the Washington Texas game. The reason I feel it's, 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 I'm not, you know what? There, I know Texas is already opening up at five and a half points. My feeling is, is the advantage for Texas is, is that Washington, their defense has been smoke and mirrors. There's been a lot of, they have some, some speedy guys out there and from and when they've had challenges they've created turnovers but their defense isn't stellar in Washington where i think that that's where Texas has the advantage on the offensive side of the football if if Xavier worthy plays it's going to be an incredible game and that could be a crazy shootout right there
0: mm-hmm. it's going to be i think the most fun to watch of the two semi right. games for sure right um you have you know Washington as the higher seed but they're essentially getting kind of a quasi road game potentially right. in terms of right. the fan base and they are also matching up a team that's not, I don't, I don't want to put them in the same camp as Oregon stylistically, but they're not, you know, it's not Michigan. You know, you're not facing a grounded pound kind of team. Sure. Um, it's just, it's going to be a fascinating case because I think Texas matches up better with either the one or the four. Whoever wins that game, if Texas were to win, wouldn't shock me if they're the favorite of the national title game.
1: And it's crazy to think that we could get Alabama-Texas again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy to think that. Yeah, Like, when they face each other in week two of the season, we thought that, hey, this is going to create a big hole where one team was going to be, of these two would be left out. And remember, you and I both said, like, hey, winners wins in, that yeah. game, the winner's in, <laughs> look where we're at. And we could talk about this in a little bit, because I do have a, an opinion on this as well. Some of it may agree with you, some of it may not. But um, But, yeah, I agree. Like, this is crazy to think that we could face. And if it were to come down to Texas and Michigan, I, th- I really like Texas over Michigan,
0: if that Agreed. were the f- case. In, I in would the destroy their game. offensive line.
1: Yeah. there is There were a lot of holes the last two weeks that I've seen against Michigan outside of Quorum and Edwards that I say, okay, Texas can beat these guys. Like, I'm not saying they can stomp them, but I'm saying, like, I like Texas against Michigan. Talking about Bama, if it were Bama and Texas part two, that's a tough one because that's a very different Alabama team. That's a very different Jalen Milro, right That's there's so many different things to think about going into a, if there were a rematch. but hell, man, like I get it. I you know, this these could be I, I hope for some fun games. I don't want to see a blowout just because that would really annoy me. You know, I really want to watch quality football and you know the you
0: know the uh, committees like, God, I hope that somebody doesn't get blown out because we left Florida right. State just chilling with maybe yeah. the best defense in the country
1: I mean, Their defense is what kept them in the game. And their defense is going to get better
0: because they're getting their defensive tackle back because he's on, was it academic suspension or he couldn't play until the new semester? Well, that's up before the playoff.
1: Yeah. So January one, he can play. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, and apparently he's been practicing and absolutely destroying the first team in practice. He's allowed
1: to practice. So he's allowed to practice. Yeah. He just can't play. Yeah.
0: So he's been like destroying them in practice. And is like, yeah, they're going to get better on defense.
1: Yeah, they have some speedsters on the defensive line, which was incredible to watch. Yeah, I mean they were fast, and I mean Louisville just Plummer could not get set that whole game. Now the first the first half, he threw some really awful balls to open receivers that you know that, that were just horrible passes. But the second half, he could not get a rhythm because their defense. Was yeah, just once they settled
0: game. in, it was done. Yeah, but, but that, uh, that defense we... won,
1: that defense won Florida State that game. Agreed. Yeah,
0: but before we get into that, let's talk Alabama, Michigan. That's the other set sure. semifinal game. I believe currently Alabama is like a one and a half point underdog, but like essentially it's going to be pick'em and probably flip the other way. Come actual kick time uh, in January. So where do you come down on that? I'm leaning just based on how they played Iowa. And again, maybe they were being more conservative because they didn't really have anything to play for beyond them getting massively upset, which never seemed likely. They sh- they certainly could not move the ball as consistently in Iowa, as you know they wanted to. They only had 213 yards of total offense, 3.3 3 yards per play. Iowa's defense is very good, but they never wore them down. And you got to worry against a team like Alabama that has more depth than Iowa. Is Michigan going to be the ones that their defense gets worn <clears> down? <throat> because I think that's more likely than the inverse against Alabama.
1: The hardest part for, for me here is that you have two... Solid running backs for Michigan and Quorum and Edwards. That you could just feed them the ball the entire game. Now you could if your line holds up. It was no saying. Saban is a, and they lost. Did, did they lose one of their guards Zinter. yesterday? I well, he was Zinter. the
0: center got a little banged up, but he came back. Yeah. but okay. yeah, not sure what the injury was.
1: Yeah, but then, but they're out, they're down a guard. Yeah, right? Zinter's done 100... for the year. Okay, he's I think he's but a guard. Then, I don't think he's a tackle. Yeah. I think he's a so guard. So that's 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 two of their interior that that have been shaken up, right? Um, my feeling is is that if Saban is a wizard at this, he knows how to counter your advantage, like your advantages to where you have to plan around those thing those counters, right? And that's what Texas did against Bama, but that was very early in the season. A lot's changed since then. This is a very different Alabama team. I could see them just running in the box and doing what other teams said. Hey, we dare you to throw the ball now, Michigan. Just throw the ball. Let's see what you can do. You know, we don't have like premier elite talent on the defensive side, but these guys are they're NF, they're coached NFL style, which means they know where to give up yardage and not to give up yardage. They know where the the the, the secondary knows when to turn and look for the ball. You know they, this is this would be a very tough game for Michigan to win, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Now that said, they do if they kind of go full Iowa in terms of T.E.U. Iowa, sure. I think they have mismatches at tight end and over the middle. On the outside, no, I don't think they do. But that style can work mm-hmm. against a defense like Alabama because they're going they're they're going to give you the short stuff. Yep. To just kill them with the tight ends, get 10, 15 yards here and there, and then you get into scoring position and see what happens. Now, they haven't had to be in the red zone very much, and they weren't very successful last night. They had two very, very short drives, but they had had trouble consistently moving a ball against a defense that already plays like that. Iowa's, I think, a better coached defense, you know, at at all three levels. They don't have the same talent as Alabama, not saying that. But Phil Parker is, I think, unquestionably the best defensive coach in the country. Alabama's not that far behind, though. If Michigan was already struggling... To consistently move the ball against that, Alabama definitely has a better offense than than Iowa, and I think they're going to win the game. So I think Alabama's going to—they're going to pull the 2014 Ohio State. They're going to jump in as the four and go to the title game. Win or not, I don't know, but they're my pick to go to the title. And right that's now. going
1: to—that's going to anger so many fucking people, especially and if
0: yeah, if part two happens.
1: Yeah. Well, and can you imagine where you know Texas a lot? And you mentioned this last episode. Texas is one of those schools where you know a lot of people like to just pick on them because they're the big, they're the big business school within the state of Texas. They're not as Texasy as like an A and M, right? Unless you go visit the culture, then you realize, okay, I was a little wrong about that. The tea sipping thing, all those type of jokes, right? But I guarantee you, if it were Alabama and Texas in a rematch. Texas is the fucking darling of the na- nation. Like everybody will be cheering on Texas oh, to take it to, to take it to Alabama and Nick Saban, because if you remember, guys, two thousand nine, that game looked like Texas was going to beat them until Colt McCoy jammed his shoulder and Gary Gilbert had to go out there. A freshman quarterback had no very like he had like ten snaps all season, right? And he mm-hmm. had to lead them and it was still a pretty close game until the fourth quarter it just like just like that Iowa Michigan game last night you know that 23 nothing oh it was a stomping no man it's just that Iowa couldn't get the ball they couldn't move the ball and eventually like you know the rule of the rule of 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 the rule of things is that it's just going to put Michigan in a position to score points when you can't move the ball at all you know i think we saw we also saw it with louisville and florida state i mean Florida State was able to get a couple scores in just because, you know, Louisville couldn't do anything.
0: Exactly, you know? and Florida State was on a guy who hadn't probably taken snaps in months yep. with the first team offense. Like,
1: but you know, Trey Benson's a very good running back. Keon yeah. Coleman's a, an elite wide receiver. So it was like, eventually they're going to find moments to to push. If if you if if your offense can't move the ball, your defense is going to have to play a field position game. I always did that all year. But then Michigan's talent is much yeah, better. Yeah, they're just than a lot they. The
0: it yeah, yeah that doesn't hold up so, against better talent yeah. across the board. So yeah. that's where we're thinking. We're, let's I, I picked. I'm picking Alabama in the in the first semi one versus okay. four. Let's pick uh, Texas Washington first plant first you know first blush. Okay. Obviously you're a Texas guy, so I'm assuming you're thinking Texas will win. I've
1: got to pick. I've got to pick Texas. They so are currently
0: favored, I believe, based on early I've, early odds. i gonna have. Yeah,
1: five and a half points, they're favorites.
0: I mean, I want to say I favor them, but I favored Oregon, and Washington won. Right. I think Oregon, pound for pound, is probably, or was at the time, quote unquote, the better team. But Washington wins. You know, like DeBoer, they win. It's really hard to pick against them. Because, I mean, what's his record, 103 and 11 as a coach? That's yep. bonkers good. Like, that is... yep that is an NCAA simulation of a dynasty number, right? Like that shouldn't be possible. And right. it is. So it's hard to pick against that guy. Cause he's a hell of a coach. Right. I just think the, the, the unit of the side of the ball, is going to be the difference unless they can scheme around it. as Texas's D line. Now it's possible to mitigate it, but I don't know if you can do that for the entire of the game.
1: Here's where I jump in and say, The part of this that scares me the most, it's been proven, is that Texas, their safeties don't have deep speed. They can get burned. And if you're going to do your best to, you know, the thing is is with Washington, if if they can assemble some form of like short game in terms of running the ball, short passes, the safeties have to cheat up. Exactly. And Washington has the receivers to throw up and over. And I will tell you, like those safeties for Texas, all all four of them, you know, the starters and the backups, they don't have speed at safety. They can get burned. Ryan Watts, the cornerback from Ohio State, the transfer from Ohio State, he is great against the run. He's decent against the pass. But you're you this is there's a reason why they roll between uh, zone coverage and man to man because of where they are on the field because they can get burned deep. There's a reason why, and that is the big—that's the big hole for me with Texas all season, and I've mentioned this a few times before. It's like they—they they lack speed on the back end, and that's where things can get very dangerous. And Washington is not afraid to throw the ball deep because Penix does have an arm, you know. And that's really it. Where I think the, the difference is is that if you're talking about the short game, Jalen Ford, Anthony Hill, those guys at linebacker are, are heavy hitters. You're gonna have to go out there and hit them hard early. Like Oregon's got talent and they have speed on the defensive side. I just don't think they have the bangers that like a Texas or an Alabama does. So I could see this being where you got to knock these guys around to kind of set them kick, kick, to kill their rhythm. If you can kill their rhythm, got, you you have a chance. And then you turn it over to the offense and let the offense gain. Because, the, you know, offensively, I'm not worried about Texas. It, you're, you're right. It's the defense. For me, it's the back end. Very concerned about that. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Much so.
0: So um, I'm assuming you're leaning Texas. I'm probably going to also lean Texas, but yeah. it, this is one of those games where it's like, man, you tell me the outcome, I'm not going to be shocked. Sure. Because it's like um, Phoenix, Penix has not looked good for a month, but it's like he also, is he banged up? Is he not okay? Give him a three weeks off. Maybe he's yeah. fine. Maybe he's right. back to early season Michael Penix Jr. That'd be awesome to see in the playoff. You know, to see if he looks like the dude who was going to win the Heisman, this is a very different game. Right. So it's, it really is kind of a crapshoot, but I'm going to, on paper right now, lean Texas.
1: I've got to go with Texas, man. I have to. Just these are my boys. Um, they're playing for a chance to go for the, you know, to win the, to play for the national title in Texas, in Houston. Like, this is it, man. This is it you're talking about a Saban and his and a mentor mentee matchup again but this time for a trophy like if that were to happen and that's assuming Michigan were to lose because Michigan can I'm not discounting Michigan because they oh, they can are still one of the win. Top teams they can still win they're one of the top teams in the country but when you're talking about us stacking what we see here I I got to go with Texas man I've got to go with my boys I do I think I think that on the defensive side of the football they have monsters at the on the line but for me the on the offensive side is where texas can really like they have offensive monsters on the uh, on the offensive line they can establish the run with cj baxter keelan robinson and, and 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 blue then i think they they can really chip away at washington and then you know you hold them Ben, but don't break that defense i think that it plays into that style of game really plays into texas but like you said I've been picking UW and I've been picking Penix all year because they have moments. They show their moments where, hey, when it's a close game, we're gonna march down the field and kick a game winner or throw a touchdown to win the game. Like that's that's it. It is a little it is a little scary for me. It is. I'll be honest with you. I I, I like this game though because it's a it's a fresh matchup, man. It's a very fresh matchup.
0: Mm-hmm. But how about this? Two Big Ten, two SEC, essentially.
1: Okay. So you've been following. You were in the Discord. You saw the jokes. You probably saw the jokes between my, my best friend and I about this. But, like, look, man, given what would happen at, at the Big 12 title game where your mark was booed out of the stadium and all that shit, I think it would be kind of funny if uh, if uh, Chris Del Conte decides to have the Longhorns wear SEC patches on, patches on their uniforms. Like, I know the NCAA would get pissed about it, but, like, what would be the repercussions of that? Like it's like, mm, we're we're representing the SEC now, you know? Like just to be dicks to the Big 12, but uh, it's yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, next year will be very fun, you know, with Texas and the Big 12 for sure, yeah, but man, do you want to talk about number 4, man? You want to talk yes, about this spot? Because this, I have a serious this, issue with I'm going to hand it over to you, man, okay. to let you vent it out.
0: So, obviously the big elephant in the room is that Florida State got yeah. left out. Right as a 13-0 Power 5 champion. The other two Power 5 champions sailed in undefeated. Rightfully so, I will also add. My problem is the NCAA, the committee, in the last year of the four team, deciding, hey, pass precedent, and I get they change people and all that, but you kind of have to treat this like a Supreme Court if we're going to do it this way. Precedent has to matter. If you're going to throw the precedent out in the last year, we all knew Cincy was going to get their shit kicked in. They got right. their shit kicked and didn't matter, right? They got in. They deserved it. They earned it. Florida State deserved it and earned it. Alabama didn't because they lost. I don't care how they finished. They needed a miracle against Auburn. They that An Auburn team that got destroyed by New Mexico State, right? right? Like, this is a team that struggled at UC, USF, right? It's not exactly like these guys have been beating people by 40 for the last month, right? Like, let's not an act like that happened against... That's what's happening with Alabama. This and this isn't like we're trying to debate. Hey, who's on the four or five line for the March Madness? This is the chance for the only four to throw out precedent and to not have a defined metric to make it a a feel. You know, this is who we feel we don't want to play. They actually believe, almost verbatim, said that the committee commission said. But yeah, it was really kind of the coaches in the room saying, like, hey, who would we not want to play? That turns this into a predictive model for the top four which is antithetical to the entire notion of sports. Because if you turn it into an entirely predictive model of better matchups and what will mean better games and more deserving games, or more, more like, I don't want to say deserving. I'm mixing my words. But you know what I mean. Like, the four best teams. Sure. If it's all predictive, don't play the games. Let's just cool. run, up, run up a simulator, build it at NCAA Football 25 next year, don't even play the games. Because... You can't turn the final four into a predictive model when the rest of it were all based on actual results on the field metrics. That is wrong. And I think a, of all the things going on right now, we've got sign we got stealing. we got Iowa and Iowa State players betting on games. Like, sure. that is an assault on the integrity of the sport to do that. And I don't think that's being hyperbolic. You essentially just said, hey, you won your games. Doesn't matter, though. We just, we, just, we just think Alabama's better. We don't know because you didn't play each other. We just think they're better. It's, you know, it's almost like, hey, they don't think upsets can happen. Like, are you, are you shitting me? You're going to get your QB number two back. Rodemaker was out with concussion. They're going to have extra practices with him at the number one. Because remember, up until the last three weeks, he'd been the number two. So you're going to have basically a whole month of prep as, with him as the one. And he was a good recruit. With those weapons, that talent, getting their best defender back, you want to tell me they wouldn't have had a chance against Michigan? You're fucking crazy. Like Michigan got pushed around by Iowa. You want to tell me Florida State's defense isn't just as talented and that Florida State could move the ball, even with their backup quarterback? You tell me that, I don't think you know football. And just because Vegas said they weren't going to be favored, Vegas doesn't decide games unless you wanna get into conversations about ref calls and covering spreads and all that. That's a different conversation. We can't let predictive future decisions, like we think what we think will happen, become the basis for decision-making in the now. That's shitty, and that's wrong. That's my stance on it.
1: Okay, that's fair. For me, it was, when I broke things down, I well let me let me go let me go in a different let me take this in a different route. I think the question I have now is kind of a what came first, chicken or the egg. What came first for the committee? Was Texas slotted in at number three? Or did they slot in Alabama into the playoff so that they had to slot in Texas? You know, that's that's a question I have because I, I understand your side, and I understand everyone's side, and as I listen more and more and more the last 10, 15 hours, I was okay with Florida State getting into the four spot only because of the fact that they did go undefeated, right? That was a big thing. Now, if you asked me who are the four best teams in college football, I wouldn't have put Florida State in that, and I still don't, because as much as I think that their defense is spectacular, I think they are a much different team without Jordan Travis, so I understand your side. But my my feeling was is that are they going for what they perceive as the four best teams? But I think the reality is is that we know it's not about that. We know it never has been. It's at the end of the well. We knew this from 2014, the very first year where you had Baylor and TCU. Because of the way the Big 12 was structured with A&M and Missouri and Nebraska leaving, there wasn't a title game that year, right? There wasn't a Big 12 title game. And because of that, they were punished even though they had won losses and they were highly higher higher ranked than Ohio State most of the season, right? They got vaulted by Ohio State. Now, if Ohio State eventually went in and won the national championship that year, whatever. But my point being is, like, like, we knew from the very get-go that this was about— high profile money making decisions. And and Big somehow 10, Booger McFarland
0: had the courage to fucking say that on the show. Yep. <laughs> that was awesome. No.
1: no, I mean hey, you know someone has to say it at the end of the day, this is a business. They're they're worried about their bucks. I think for me also it's about 70 30 70% money, 30% optics because last year TCU was that darling team that got in, but they got their shit kicked in in the title game, right? They also and won their scared... semi, though. No, they won their semi, but they went and got destroyed in that title game.
0: That was, but that scared... was the case of Georgia being the undisputed number one team. Michigan would have got their shit kicked in.
1: Uh, do you really think they, they won by... that would have They were. That's that team... 16. Was Georgia was insanely, gonna destroy anybody by 60 booty. Just okay.
0: that team just had God on their side, dude. Like they could not mm-hmm. screw up. I
1: mean, they had I'll be fair, they had like three guys that are first round. Yeah, picks on like D they guys. were just I mean, yeah,
0: insanely yeah. loaded.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um my feeling is is that I I understand where you're coming from, I understand where Florida State's coming from, and I but I'm not shocked because for me, the committee didn't have the balls to keep the SEC out. That's really what it it pulled down to because when I thought about this while I was sleeping last night, I I saw you had the conversation in Discord about, hey, this has to be FSU. Here's why. I heard my my buddy and I were trading texts back and forth all night, tried to go to bed, was laying in bed thinking all night, and my feeling was this. Georgia and Alabama were saying, okay, we deserve to be in no matter what. Why is that? Okay, break it down. Georgia... Top team all season loses the final ch- title game to Alabama, who who did lose to Texas at home by two scores. A team that went, you know, that went out there and destroyed them in Tuscaloosa. And then you look at the fact that hey, they like you said, they barely won the Iron Bowl. They struggled against South Florida uh, on the road, but then they also struggled against Arkansas at home. Like these were oh well, Texas struggled. Texas led those games and they weren't in doubt, but like they except for that U of H game. I'm gonna be clear. That U of H game, controversial at the end, right? Outside of that, but there are multiple games for Alabama. So that for them to be a, a good enough to go out there and and beat Georgia, to me, it's it answers a big question that I had week one. Is Georgia legit? And they weren't. We knew that. Okay. Alabama are is Alabama legit? They're good teams.
0: But if you that, ask that me that right there. Georgia's not legit, which delegitimizes that win and takes its power away, which means how do you put them in as Alabama? Like, I I just don't get it.
1: I get what you're saying. For me, do I say – what I say is Alabama or Georgia in terms of, like, overall teams better than Florida State right now? Yes, because of the quarterback, right? That's a big hole for me for Florida State. With that said, I would be – if Florida State was in, okay. I will say I was a little selfish before – the, the games started yesterday because I was worried that all this talk was going— It really felt like everybody was preparing to push Texas out. Really, if they won convincingly in the Big 12 title game, they weren't going to get in because Alabama or Georgia needed to be in. That, and been that, worse. Was a, that, been that would have been way worse. That would have been way worse because of that win against yeah, that Because Alabama. that is the
0: direct head-to-head. Yeah.
1: And every, every single talking head on all networks yesterday, before the game started, they all agreed the best win in college football this season was Texas in Tuscaloosa. Like, everyone said that, like, that was the marquee win this season before the title games. And for me, it's like, okay, I'm listening, and I hear all these, like, some of these guys talk about, hey, I feel that Texas needs to be the three seed. They, need, they should be in. They should be in. But then I hear the what ifs, and it's like, but— Georgia and Alabama, but Georgia's the back-to-back, but Georgia, but Alabama, and I'm like, man, and that's why I told you the other day, it would not be fair to say, well, Georgia deserves to be in because they're back-to-back champs. That's bullshit, man. Like, I don't care. They need to win the, big, the, the SEC title game to get in. They couldn't do it. Okay. Now, by proxy... Alabama's controversially shouldn't be in because, you know, hey, Florida State deserves it just a little bit more. Okay. If you're talking about the fact that they don't have a quarterback, that's fine.
0: You know, two road SEC wins and run the table in the ACC.
1: Yeah. I think their excuse, their loophole is is that when you look at
0: the key wins, LSU was mysteriously not on Florida State's, was on Alabama's, though. Key win for Alabama. Not not for you wait wait, wait wait
1: wait. They didn't. They didn't. ESPN did not list them as a key victory because yeah. LSU was what number five when they played them. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to consider.
0: They it's didn't com- though. It, it wasn't on the graphic. Really, I didn't see that on the that graphic. Was, I missed that. That was the worst part for me. Is just this selective. Hey, this matters, but this doesn't. It's absurd. And I go. I keep going back to this that Mike Lee rant from back when he was at uh, you know at Washington State about how. Yeah. Yeah, the committee just, I mean, we're just going to give all this power to 13 people in a room. There's five power conferences and four seats at the table, and we're just going to trust they know football? That's stupid. Like, this is really dumb. Like, the NCAA and for March Madness, for all its faults, they have some issues with transparency, sure. But, like, the net it's public. Well, I don't know if they full black boxes open, but, like, we know what the rankings are. We know what the criteria are for it. Sure. You know, yeah. like their commissioner is like, God, was is it Gavin? Fuck. I can't remember the name because I'm so I'm locked in on football right now. But sure. like they're more, nobody really complains until you're getting into the double digit seeds because they follow precedent, right? They have their set criteria. Everybody knows, hey, like this team can't play this team because of X factor in the postseason or they're in the same conference or, you know, whatever. There's listed... Criteria that they generally stick with beyond like weird like oh well we didn't we didn't plan for that sorry and here's why like they do tend to explain it. This committee doesn't do that, and it was already a sport that does it has done it as a hey like just letting the AP pick the national championship for how many how many years was so dumb, like it's the only NCAA sport that an undefeated Power Five team doesn't have a shot at the championship. It's the only one. You're undefeated in your sport. As a power program, you don't have a shot. And it even trickles down to Liberty right now. You're undefeated, but you don't get a shot. You have no chance. Sorry, you're screwed just by because of the conference you're in. This is dumb. It always has been dumb. And it's not even going to be fixed with the 12 team. Because I don't think Liberty would be in. I think they should, but they're not going to. They should
1: the un- this is what frustrates me, is that if we're going to expand to 12, at least make that 12 12th anath- seed an a- at-large bid. You, like, the ability to have an at-large bid, right? Because you, you have need to get to rid of that.
0: this. This is The yes. BCS died to prevent situations like this from happening, and it happened again! Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, what are we the doing? Last,
1: well, the last few years of the BCOS was very frustrating, because we were having situations and arguments like this. Yeah. You know? And, like, their their system was supposed to be a flawless computer system, which it wasn't. At yeah, the end of the and
0: day. Auburn's over here, like, um, we're title champs, too. Yep. Right? Like, this is designed, or was supposed to be designed to prevent this. And they got damn lucky it hadn't happened until the 10th year.
1: Well, it was, like, a few years back. What was that? That Scott Frost undefeated team, right? Yeah, the they got left out. They got But, left again, out. They, were, I mean...
0: they weren't Power 5, so screw them. I hate that. <sighs> Because I mean, that's the best yeah. part about March Madness is the Cinderella's. It's the St. Peter's going to the Elite Eight, right? Like, that that's not possible in this sport that we all love. Right. Is a travesty right. of right. actual sports. You know, like we all say, oh, any given day, but not really. We, we rig the system so that's not possible. Right. The powers that be rig it so that can't happen. And we all need to collectively be like, hey, we all need to be like, hey, Joey Galloway, you bootlicker, you can fucking suck it. We need to change this shit. Like, when he was, like, being really condescending to why Booger was like, hey, this is wrong and goes against everything they've done in the past nine years. Like, that dude was right. Talking about McFarland. Yeah. Like, the sport as a whole needs to be like, hey, tw- we're going into 12-team. We need more transparency. We need actual defined criteria. You need to establish that precedent matters above all else. Beyond, like, did somebody die on the field? Precedent has to absolutely matter more than anything else, because otherwise we're not playing by the same rules year to year.
1: Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because the the thing about with me with Florida State was I knew they were going I was I was leaning towards more than likely they're not going to be picked was because of this vague criteria that they're now speaking up on on players on the roster because they changed the rules. Now when that when they started talking about that, I was like, Yeah, this feels like they're do- they're setting themselves once Jordan Travis went down three weeks ago, they were like, We need to put that out there to let because that way people can p- emotionally prepare themselves if if Florida State goes undefeated. We may not pick them because they don't have a they don't have a a, a-, a premier quarterback, right, to mm-hmm. lead their offense. So we need to prepare them. And I'm not I wasn't startled by it, but I was like, hmm, never really heard that the rosters were important in years past that never didn't for Cincy, but since he got in. Yeah, I know, but they were really talking it up the last four or five weeks. So it's like, okay, this is, it was nothing new, but it's like, okay, so that does go into your criteria. Like we, like you said, we need to have it in paper, like written on paper, what the criteria are.
0: They do technically like that is in their thing, but they don't, Mm. they, they pick it. They will like, there's no set, Hey, this before this before this before this before this. There's no order of operations. It's sure. very clearly we're gonna wait and prioritize and change on this nebulous notion of well, we just know football more than everybody else. And we,
1: it, it's the it's the committee's discretion. That's their loophole. Committee discretion. That's and, uh, dumb. Uh, that is very You need to dumb. do that,
0: and I, and we get away from that kind of with the twelve team because you can you can have those more nebulous conversations around the eight to twelve mark. Sure. In most years you shouldn't if it's an only four like that needs to be this is the order of operations and unless an extraordinary event happens like again like a marshal like did half a team die in a plane crash you know like beyond that you stick to the order of operations and you don't get to pick and choose what's more important than another especially when it comes to undefeated versus one lost teams like that's my problem with it and always has been since the jump and here's where it gets sticky Go for it. Like I said, Florida State's going to become a better team if they accept the invite and nobody opts out for the Orange Bowl. Sure. What if they win? And what if we don't have an undefeated playoff winner? They're going to claim the title, and they should. And I think they have a way stronger claim than UCF ever did because they're a Power 5 team with two SEC wins and then three if they beat Georgia. Like, that is not out of the realm of possibility because, as you said, Georgia... Is an extremely good team. They right. are not unbeatable. Right. You give them you give them their best defensive player back, prep time with their QB two to become the QB one for now. Not out of their own possibility, they win that game. And then they're 14 0. We could have a 13, 14 and 1, what would it be?
1: Texas. It's just a Texas Yeah, at
0: all. They win it all. So they they were what, twelve and one? So it'd be and one. 14 and 1 and a 14 and 0 FSU sitting right there. That's inexcusable that that's even a possibility left on the table by the committee. That's the problem I've got. They've they backed themselves into this corner of, we could let FSU win out, win their bowl game, and not have a chance at the title. That is just antithetical to the notion of competition. That's my problem.
1: Very, well, what's the, okay, so we have the Orange Bowl. They're like a 10-point dog right now. Okay, so let's just let's just say Florida State was number four because I need I, I totally forget the lower the the the, the, the New Year's Day bowls. It's Orange bowl it's is Florida, the five six. Five six and then what comes after that for SEC?
0: Oh, shoot, it's is gonna, it gonna be, be whatever bowl? Oles misses in. Pe- Peach Peach Bowls.
1: Peach Bowl. I'm gonna right. say Peach Bowl. I think so. Yeah, because that used to be a BCS bowl and that's a high profile bowl. So I'm gonna say Peach Bowl. So I think that there's they were terrified of putting Alabama in the Orange Bowl and Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Like I really think they were terrified of that, just because of the like the 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 PR nightmare they would have in the SEC. They were terrified of that, and they didn't want to have to hear from Nick Saban and Kirby Smart for the next four weeks of just mouthing off. And so, which and Sankey, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that. They were just. They didn't have the balls to put in Florida State. And they were like, let's just, it's easy for us. Our excuse is the quarterback situation because we have been leaning on it. I really thought that they they probably thought, like I thought, that Louisville was going to, and you thought it too, Louisville was going to win yesterday. You know, that we all thought Louisville was going to win.
0: Didn't and happen. When they
1: didn't win. When it didn't happen, they're like, well, shit. Yeah, apparently they were up all night trying to figure this out. And and I
0: will never forget the well, the coaches, you know, guys, football guys in the room just decided who we didn't want to play should be the four like that is so bad as a decision making criteria. I can't put it into words. It is so bad that that's what boils down the decision making for a team for a, a school or a sport that has 130 plus teams. That's the criteria for who gets to be national championship, who gets a shot at it. That's the good news bad.
1: is, The good news is, next year when you're talking about having to argue about the eight and twelve spots, it's, le- it's less far less of a problem. We're it's going to become the,
0: the we're going to complain about last four in and March Madness level talk. Oh, you're talking far about far different three, conversations.
1: Two, two to two to three win, a uh, two to three lost teams. Yeah. and it's like uh, I, that. Okay, I, absolutely,
0: right. I completely understand. Yeah. But it's worth yeah. being mad right now.
1: Sure. No, it's it's very much so because it's an undefeated team. They they did what they were told to do, which is you run the table, put you beat everybody that's in front of you from start to finish, and you're a power conference that you should get in. And, you know, I feel for Florida State, and I, I really do. I feel for those players. I really do. Now, like I said, do I think that as of right now they're one of the top four teams in the country? I don't think so, but I'm wrong about a lot of shit. I'll be honest with you, man. But just because I think that that Jordan— I Yeah, think we beat Louisville. Played, yeah, I think Jordan Travis really changes the makeup of that team as a whole, not just offensively, but the team as a whole. And But that doesn't mean what how I feel is how the committee should have gone. I don't think that that's right. Yeah. I don't.
0: So, but, but that brings me to one mm-hmm. more question before we get out of here. Sure. If you're Florida State, and I don't know if they have since we've been recording, do you accept the Orange Bowl invite after that?
1: Man, given, given given the statements uh, that the conf, the conference commissioner Norvell, and
0: Norvell yeah. statements, which are scathing. Yes. I don't know if I ex, if I accept, I don't know if they do accept that invitation and just stay. Hey, we'll stay thirteen and zero. Because bowl games, you know, with draft opt outs and everything, you know, who's to yeah. say who actually plays? Sure. But hey, you ended your season thirteen and zero, and we're gonna plant our flag at thirteen zero. That is not out of the realm of possibility. And then even more, I don't know if the ACC sends a representative to the orange bowl. If FSU declines, if I'm the ACC, you do everything in your power to support FSU because they're the ones that want to break away. Yeah. And you just boycott the orange bowl.
1: Well, I think someone, I think a media person, like a blogger posts This was a very good point. It's going to be a very interesting fall meeting, but spring uh, winter meeting between the, uh, the ACC and Florida state. Like, when the ACC reconvenes this winter to talk about the next season, it's going to be a very uncomfortable room. It will be, and I think that if I were the ACC, if I want to save face with Florida State, if they, I would push them to say, "Hey, if you want to, you know, decline the invite out of protest, we will not only will we support you, but we will withdraw our our our, our conference from that from that bowl game." I think that would save them because you remember we talked about this when the when conference shuffling was happening that Florida State was looking to get out of the ACC but they just couldn't afford the 140 million dollar media buy to get out.
0: Yeah, if you Man, do that if, coupled with the fact that the 12 team playoff eliminates this issue. Yeah. At least on the top end of it of the top seeds. Sure. I think they could that would really galvanize the ACC. If they could if they do that
1: yeah, I think we'll it might those. anyway,
0: because yeah. ACC would the ACC put out that statement immediately. Right. Like, I think I think that's going to mend some bridges between FSU and ACC because everyone's mad as hell right now. And that misery loves company part is probably going to be a good thing. Plus, the fact that that grant of rights seems pretty solid. Great. So that's definitely but that conversation and the eight and the ESPN of it all come next media by around time. That's going to be fascinating.
1: Yeah, I think I think you got a good point here, man, that I really think that if I were the ACC, I would recommend I would tell Florida State, hey, unless your players are adamant about playing in that game, you guys should decline the invite and we will decline sending another school over there to that to that bowl game. Just well, so they, they can't
0: officially show. tell no other schools to do it. Yeah, they could void the contract with this for going forward yeah, but yeah, for yeah. this mm-hmm. season. They couldn't stop a team from officially doing yeah, it. Yeah, But like if that's you, true. you go to Louisville and be like, hey, um. Do you you want to play Georgia? Because I don't think you should. You give them the whole thing, and maybe Brown wouldn't either, because they just got destroyed by FSU. At least in the trenches, got destroyed. Right. You know, like, do they just? Hey, we'll take the bowl we were going to get anyway, because they already probably have an invite. So, like, just we just won't move up, and then everyone else moves up behind us.
1: That would look. That would make the NCAA and the 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 committee look really bad. It would. It would. Hey, man, like you said, given Norville's statement, I wouldn't be shocked if they do that, if if Florida State does that.
0: I wouldn't be shocked. It'd be definitely the kind of great, hey, we're going to throw up the birds on the way off the door kind of moment. I'd appreciate it. I'd respect it.
1: Hell of a way to wrap up this, like, our conversations this college football season. Heck, yeah.
0: (laughs) Speaking of wrapping up the college football season, a quick update on our pick and pool. Chris, AKA Gamma caruchador has won our pick'em pool. He picked 47 games tied with me and one behind fusion fusion takes the big crown, but since he and I are the showrunners, uh, right. Chris wins the wood burning. We're hoping next year to broaden the pool of players. Winner. will also get a wood burning custom from yours. Truly could be your favorite team. I'm going to look up some, Chris is a Ravens fan. So I'm actually going to look up some, uh, some logos and maybe do a football, like coaster set or something for him. Got a, See what he's feeling. Chris, if you see this, holler at me. You already, we have already started DMing, but I'm thinking something football related since it was a football pick So, Thanks. um, I think that's going to do it for today's show for our venting slash prediction sec- sections about the college football playoff, the issues around Florida state going forward. We will have, you know, possibly emergency stuff. Like if Iowa hires a new coordinator during the bowl prep, not out of the realm of possibility, depending on the Brian situation, you know, it depends on what all happens there. Major injury updates, like if it turns out like maybe the x rays on Worthy's ankle were wrong, you know, crazy things that happen in the in the in the bowl lead up. We might talk about crazy finishes like if anything nuts happens in a bowl game. Sure. You know, like uh, what was that? Was that Tennessee Purdue game a few years ago? That was just oh, yeah. absolutely nuts, not amounts of interceptions and right. turnovers, wild stuff. A TCU game had a similar thing. You know, we'll have, we might have a New Year's Day one because there's a lot of New Year's great New Year's Day bowls. We'll have wrap-up conversations about the individual semifinals as well. And if Fusion does go to the, ch- the title game, we'll have a direct report from one of our two co-hosts about an in-person yes. national title appearance, hopefully by the Texas Longhorns. I think that'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to get out of here. Uh, everybody, drop us a follow, hit the like, subscribe, help that algorithm. And we'll see you sometime later in the bowl season. Peace.